Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility by a natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naturna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We are on track for another episode about nutrition for our Nutrition for Fertility series leading up to the launch of my course, Eating for Optimal Fertility. And just wanted to mention, I'm doing a free webinar Tuesday the 19th at 3 p.m. on the four pillars of fertility nutrition. It's completely free and would love to have you there interacting and asking questions and you know taking away any extra information that will help you on your journey. The link for it will be in the show notes and you can always DM at Dr. Christina Burns or at Naturna underscore life or contact us at the Naturna Institute if you have any questions or any trouble signing up. So let's dive in. Today's topic, three reasons to consume vitamin C for fertility. Vitamin C is a potent antioxidant and is amazing for so many things. It increases energy, lowers inflammation, fights free radical damage, boosts collagen, immunity, and more. But since we are focused on fertility here, let's walk you through the top reasons to consume a bunch of vitamin C to enhance your fertility outcomes. So we'll get into women in a second, but let's start with men because vitamin C is one of my favorite nutrients for sperm health. It improves and protects sperm and has been shown to improve sperm quality and prevent or reverse DNA fragmentation or DNA damage with the potential of helping to reduce the chance of miscarriage due to poor embryo quality and chromosomal defects. Vitamin C basically protects sperm from oxidative damage due to free radicals. And free radicals are basically things that attack the integrity of the cells without getting too deep into a definition. I've done other podcast episodes on inflammation, free radical damage, if you wanted to dive a little bit deeper, but essentially um, free radicals attack the integrity of our cells and can mess with our DNA and just would then be implicated in poor sperm, poor egg quality, and poor embryo quality. And then, you know, not as good of pregnancy outcomes, obviously. The studies show that vitamin C has been linked to low sperm count or vitamin C deficiency has been linked to low sperm count, poor sperm motility, and poor morphology. So there's not enough of them. They don't swim well, and they're oddly shaped is basically the translation of what I just said. Vitamin C is necessary not only to ensure healthy sperm, but to support them to get where they need to go. It helps them be good swimmers. One 2013 study published in the Journal of Andrology showed a marked improvement in sperm health in men who had poor sperm parameters and high number of sperm with DNA fragmentation. The researchers from the Center for Reproductive Medicine European Hospital in Rome, Italy, found that just two months of supplementation with both vitamin C and E at one gram a day led to decreased DNA fragmentation in sperm and improved implantation and successful pregnancy rates. Another study performed in 1991, which is a little dated, showed that in healthy males, 
A reduction in vitamin C levels can be detrimental to sperm health. When dietary vitamin C was reduced from 250 milligrams a day to just 5 milligrams a day, the male's seminal fluid reduced by 50% and the number of sperm cells, so his, his amount of sperm reduced by 50%, and the number of sperm cells that had damage to their DNA increased by 91%. That's crazy. This result indicated the importance of vitamin C in preventing infertility in men. And it's not all because it's been shown to help men who are smokers because smokers will tend to have sperm that clumps together more and then it won't swim as well. They won't swim as well. And so the vitamin C supplementation can help with that. I have a lot of patients who have trouble getting their men on board with dietary and lifestyle changes. Like the men don't want to stop drinking. Maybe they don't want to stop smoking weed. They definitely don't want to stop stressing about work. Maybe they don't want to stop riding their bike and, you know, kind of heating up their testicles. So sometimes I'm just like, you know what, to avoid fights, like I'd love it if the men were on board and would do all the things that you are doing, but if they won't, then at least just get them to like, I don't know, eat some guavas. I'll get into some of the foods that are high in vitamin C or some kiwis or take a vitamin. You know, we've got to get them to try to play a role a little bit in this journey if we can, especially if there's a diagnosed sperm issue, but I don't see any downside to having extra vitamin C in the diet anyway. So steering away from men, let's move on to women because you know we're primary in this journey. So vitamin C at optimal levels or ascorbic acid levels, which is you know a form of vitamin C, has shown to optimize ovulation and progesterone. So it is stimulatory to hormones like progesterone and oxytocin. And the ascorbic acid, vitamin C, has been found in high concentrations in the corpus luteum. And the corpus luteum is this little sac that's left over after ovulation that produces progesterone. So you want a healthy corpus luteum to be able to produce enough progesterone to help you foster implantation and maintain a pregnancy. Issues with the corpus luteum or with progesterone will make it so that it's harder to get pregnant or maintain a pregnancy. According to a study published in Fertility and Sterility in 2003, vitamin C improves hormone levels and increases fertility in women with luteal phase defect. So luteal phase defect is basically when there's not ample enough production of progesterone in the luteal phase. And if you're undergoing IVF, then maybe, or an IUI, sometimes they'll supplement you with progesterone, which is taking care of the picture, sort of, but I don't see any problem in trying to work with your natural body underneath all the medications that you're taking so that we're hopefully getting your body to be doing the job with the medications and thus having an even more enhanced success rate. Otherwise, you know, assisted reproductive technology would have really high success rates. If our body didn't need to be working, then it would work all the time, right? So I find that when we improve the base health of you and maybe the man that is impregnating you, that we have higher success rates with the assisted reproductive approaches like IVF or IUI. And that's what it's all about. It's just about helping you to get pregnant healthier and faster. So in this study about vitamin C helping with luteal phase defect, there were 150 women with luteal phase defect enrolled, and they were all given a 750 milligrams of vitamin C per day or no treatment. Also, they were split into two groups. So half were given 750 milligrams of vitamin C, and then the other half given nothing. Results showed that the group receiving vitamin C had increases in progesterone levels, while the women receiving no treatment had no change in progesterone. And a lot of women have deficiency of progesterone, by the way. Stress depletes progesterone. 
uh, like too much consumption of caffeine, booze, PCOS, endometriosis. These conditions can lead to lower progesterone levels. So again, it just doesn't hurt. Like most of the recommendations I make are ones that are likely to help. In worst case scenario, they don't hurt and they'll improve your health overall. So the rate of pregnancy was significantly higher in the vitamin C group with 25% within six months, while only 11% of the untreated women became pregnant in the same time period. All right, third reason, and I've already alluded to this, but it reduces inflammation and it can manage autoimmune-related infertility. One of the ways that we see this is like when women have like angry reproductive system, like heavy menstrual bleeding that is usually like, usually there's inflammation involved there. Whenever I see something chaotic or painful, I'm always thinking about the inflammation in the body. And so the vitamin C reduces inflammation in this case, but also improves the strength of the capillaries, like the vessels so they don't bleed so easily. One study showed that heavy menstrual bleeding was reduced in women 88% who regularly supplemented with high doses of vitamin C. It's also essential for iron absorption to help prevent iron deficiency anemia caused by the heavy menstrual bleeding. But also notable is the fact that you could possibly not be getting pregnant because you're not absorbing your iron that well, or you're not getting enough of it. And vitamin C could be helpful with that. Studies show that vitamin C increases cellular immunity and decreases autoimmune progression and fatigue. And this may help to slow the spread and the growth of endometriosis and uterine fibroids. Vitamin C enhances immunity, strengthens the capillaries again, and may inhibit tumor growth, all of which are important in managing those conditions, endometriosis and fibroids. But also when we think about if there's a lot of inflammation and free radical damage making your internal environment inhospitable to a pregnancy, like if your body is attacking the pregnancy, vitamin C could help with that. And also it just creates a more harmonious environment internally by tackling the free radicals so that your eggs can be healthier. Uh, So if vitamin C has been shown to help sperm quality so much, it's highly likely that it's also an antioxidant that can help egg quality, though just the research hasn't been as abundant in that area. It's been more abundant in sperm. We went through the three main reasons that I recommend consuming a bunch of vitamin C for fertility tackles inflammation and autoimmune fertility. It helps boost progesterone levels and optimizes ovulation. And it's great for sperm. These are all very important things. And I have one bonus. Vitamin C, like when it's rich in the diet, has been shown to reduce the likelihood of preeclampsia and premature rupture of membranes in pregnancy. So good quantities of this vitamin in women during conception are necessary for the integrity of the fetal membranes. And it could also help prevent birth defects, according to the research. So overall, this is a really important vitamin to have. And, you know, we can get such good amounts of it from our food. It is obviously potent in certain fruits. I think, you know, we're used to the notion of consuming vitamin C from oranges, though, honestly, there are fruits that are better for it. And it's also really abundant in vegetables like bell peppers and in broccoli. So I highly recommend eating a variety of foods. Be careful to make sure that it's not all from fruit because then you're getting a lot of sugar. So eat a couple kiwis, don't have a bunch more fruit in the day. Or eat a kiwi, eat you know a fourth cup of bell peppers chopped up, have some broccoli, have some cauliflower, Brussels sprouts have some tea made of rose hips. You can have some berries. 
squeeze lemon into your water in the morning. That's a great way to get some vitamin C and lemon is also so good for alkalizing and killing off bad bacteria, yeast dysbiosis. So I'm a big fan of starting the day with lemon water, mustard greens, parsley, papaya, strawberries, oranges are in there, but like I said, they're not at the top of the list and they're actually a pretty high sugar and high acid fruit. So they're not my favorite thing to be honest. And uh, tomatoes, elderberries. So yeah, that sums it up. Eat a little bit of fruit, mix in some of the high vitamin C vegetables. And if you don't think you're going to be able to do that, or you want a little bit more then I would supplement a little bit. I'm a big fan of supplementing vitamin C, especially in the era of COVID. And also if you're having fatigue, it's really good for that. It's amazing for fatigue. It's really good for inflammation. So supplementing an extra thousand on top of what you're eating, I see no harm in that. Just get a good quality vitamin. You can always reach out to us at the Nutrition Institute to send you a link for the ones that we recommend. Hope this was helpful. And please, again, check out the webinar. I'd love to see you there so we can talk about all things nutrition and fertility. Check out the show notes. The link is there or contact us at the Natorna Institute or me via Instagram. See you soon. I am really happy you tuned in and joined the community. And I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content in each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at Dr. Christina Burns or at Naturna underscore life to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.